Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry. Derek, how are you? Doing well, Sean. You hanging in there? I am. Uh, I guess I've got a little bit of a cold. I've had kind of stuffy nose for the last two or three days, so I'm trying to still get over that. Uh, so if I sound a little off, I apologize. Hopefully, by next week, I'll be good to go. Hope so. We're uh, we're back at it. Another episode. Uh, we're going to talk a little ball today, a little football, with uh, some news that happened on Tuesday, right? Today's Thursday, isn't it? What is today? Today's Thursday. Uh, on Tuesday afternoon, Mark Stoops and the University of Kentucky in principle, reached an agreement on a contract extension, which will run through the 2027 season. But, Sean, for to me, that number is irrelevant, though, and the reason why is because the escalator of a one-year extension every time UK reaches seven wins or two-year extension every time they reach ten wins, that number should move up every single year. Literally, as long as they have a winning season, it gets a year added. But the big story overall is that – He's, for now, going to remain in Lexington. Yeah, and it, it gets him to year 10. And I know that's been a big thing that I've always talked about you know, on this show and written about and everything, that I've, I've always thought that if he could get to year 10, it kind of, you kind of start to, to play out a scenario in your head where he stays maybe entire career. I mean, I think that that's – once someone's grounded a decade in a place, I just think it makes it that much harder to leave – and I think you're seeing a commitment to the football program. Uh, obviously, in that meeting with Mitch Barnhart and, and things that you know that some stuff was discussed about continuing to move the program forward. I think Stoops is kind of going to get everything he wants. And honestly, with the success that he's had, Derek, I mean, I, I, I kind of think that Mitch Barnhart, whatever Stoops asks, I think he needs to give. I think so, too. I, I feel like this is a start of a bigger – uh, commitment to football. I mean, I think this is just the first step. You know, you get your coach locked up. That, that stops – I mean, it should stop the rumors, you would think, um, knowing he's agreed. And, again, we don't have a, a money figure or anything on that just because UK doesn't release that until it's official. And the signatures have not uh, been collected yet. I guess they're probably still ironing out some, some final details. Um, but I think you'll see him – I think he made 5.2 this year. And – my guess is that'll go up to to over six million, maybe maybe close to six point five. But that's just me guessing. I really don't know. That just seems like a number that would get him near the top ten, and it seems like a pretty pretty big increase. But I think you know, Stoops, in my opinion, and again, it's up for debate on whether he was actually pursued to a point where he could have left. I think that's probably worth mentioning. But at the same time, I don't know that he would have agreed to an extension or anything like that had he not gotten the promises that he thought he needed to keep improving yeah. his program. So I think this is just the first start of eventually I think you'll hear about the plans for the indoor facility, uh, indoor football-only facility. Um, I don't know. This is pure speculation on my part. I don't I, I understand somewhere it was reported that you know he wanted the use of a you know private plane for recruiting. That picture that he posted on Monday, that was certainly a private plane. So perhaps that part of it had already been worked out. Um, and then I think the the staff salary, you know, they, you know, if you want to keep having good assistance, I mean, almost every SEC school, not every SEC school, almost every SEC school 
has coordinators that are making over a million dollars. And UK is one of the few schools that still doesn't. Um, so I think eventually you're going to see, I mean, Brad's close. Brad's over 900,000, but I think Cohen, and again, you know, you're talking about Cohen who just came from the LA Rams. You know, he, I think he was making a pretty good salary for, for his experience level, like 750, I think. But if you want to keep him around, if he's getting other options, you know, you need to pay these guys competitively for the league. And so I think that's yeah. a bit, been a big selling point for, for Mark. And I think that's a very encouraging thing. That's the most encouraging thing out of all of it is I think you're going to get a greater commitment to the football program, which we talked about all fall is what you kind of needed to come out of this season. Yeah. I mean that, and that just, that's changes the direction of your program, uh, regardless of whether Mark Stoops is the head coach or, or what in the future. I mean, you make a commitment to football now and it helps you, not only in this decade coming, but a decade from now, you show that commitment to a program, you continue building it. And I mean, you just put your program in a better spot, but I agree with you about the the staff and, and everything. If, if you're wanting to have a good program, it's not only with your head man, you've got to have the resources to do that with your coordinators as well. And I think what you're seeing is what Cohen's done with this offense. At some point, Mark Stoops remains head coach at Kentucky. We know Liam Cohen's going to move on to another job. Like, the man's that talented. Uh, we'll see. But you just make your program even more appealing, and it's easier to sell. And I think that's what these moves are doing for Kentucky now. They are. I mean, this is um, – that was a big win, I thought, for you. And, again, you know, you can get into – to me, it shouldn't even matter if you're a UK fan. Like, if Stoops was, you know, sexy enough to get – talk to you by LSU or Florida like the, the end game is you want them to be here so they got that done they got it accomplished um you know now you got to see with this coaching carousel being so crazy you got to you know there, there might be guys on UK staff who end up elsewhere who maybe you know you got John Summerall story I read out of Alabama was basically he was the top guy at Troy so I mean you could possibly lose him but it's not you know you could lose some other assistants to Maybe some coach has a tie to someone else and they, they leave. I mean, who knows, you know, um, I do think to a certain point Stoops staff right now, like Wolford is a guy who he's known a long time. I wouldn't expect him to leave. Frank Buffano obviously has been at UK since Stoops has got here, but you know, at least some other guy and then our Stewart's a UK alum, but again, you know, these coaches meet people throughout their coaching careers and if opportunities arise, perhaps they, they can go somewhere else. Who knows? But, uh, you want to be able to hire quality assistants, though, whenever the time comes to replace people. And if you lose a, a, an assistant the caliber of John Summerall, you need to be able to replace them with a you know legitimately good recruiter from the start. And then I don't have a problem with taking a few guys like Chris Collins, Frank Buffano, guys who have been around and, and young and have potential uh, as recruiters. But you also have to have guys in your staff that you know can go pull elite kids and – uh, help you win some recruiting battles. And I think having more money makes that much, much easier to be able to attract good candidates. Absolutely, it does. And uh, we'll see where the program continues to go from here. But we, we know that locking in the head coach and staff is obviously top priority. That's accomplished with the head coach. And now that focus becomes what Mark Stoops was doing on that private plane the other day. And that was hitting the road recruiting, Derek. And, and we know that he said that Saturday night after the game. He tweeted that out on Monday that he's going out and big game hunting. And yeah, he's going yeah. and he's looking for some some big guys. He's been in a lot of states this week. 
hitting the pavement for recruiting. We know the transfer portal is going to really heat up pretty soon now that the, the especially after this conference championship week, you'll have guys decide whether they're going to play in bowl games. If they're going to play in the bowl game and then hit the portal, you'll have some guys hit the portal before bowl games. This is a lot to pay attention to over the probably the what next two to three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you transfer portal. I mean, it's, uh, it's popping, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. Every day you go on there and for UK, uh, none of these guys at this point have been surprising. Uh, officially, I mean, I can name off some of these names. If you're not like a hardcore UK football fan, you might not even know all these people, but Nick Scalzo, Travis Tisdale, he's a running back who I think he only had like one carry this season. Jake Pope, Nasir Watkins is a guy who, uh, you know, early in his career, he played a lot. I mean, he, he played a lot on that, uh, Citrus Bowl team as a reserve. Um, and then, of course, he was a backup in 2019. He had some injuries, and then I guess he had some other stuff happen because if you remember, he was suspended to start the season. No idea what happened there, but uh, it was pretty clear he wasn't going to be helping anymore. He's a grad transfer. I think you'll probably see him get a chance to resurface somewhere. And then defensively, uh, he's not in the portal officially, but it was reported by uh, rivals that Jared Casey will be entering the portal. And he was one that – um it's probably about mid-season whenever you start kind of looking at how things are shaking out. And it, it just made so much sense for Jared. Because I think he's – with his size and things, I think he could play somewhere. But he was legitimately maybe the fifth option. Um, maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe even lower now because Jared Jackson's back. But even at the time, they were playing Martez Thrower over him. And, of course, Trevin Wallace and Jacquez Jones and DeAndre Square were there. It sounds like Jones is going to come back. Square might come back, and then you still have Wallace, Thrower, and Jackson in front of him for next year. So he was a guy that it made sense to to pursue other options. Um, and there will be more. There will be more guys go in. This is uh, – uh, and Stoops has been pretty, I mean, blunt about it, just talking about it's a chance. You know, if kids are buried on the depth chart, you want to try to help them get somewhere where they can play. And if you're UK, you need the, you need those scholarships to bring in impact players. You've already got Taj Harris committed. Um, you know, they're hosting Marcus Banks, an Alabama transfer, a uh, cornerback transfer, a huge position I need. He'll be on campus uh, not this weekend but next. Uh, you're still trying to finish up this recruiting class. And then, you know, there's going to be more kids going to the portal that, that they're going to have a good shot at. So, you know, they need those rides. And uh, for those kids who are leaving UK, I'm sure UK will do everything they can to help those kids land on their feet. But it is. Sean, it really has added a whole new element to, I would say, excitement. I mean, think about this. I was watching uh, The Late Kick with Josh Pate, which is, I mean, you could listen to it on a podcast. I was just watching it on my TV. But, like, dude, it's Thursday. I've barely heard anything about Georgia and Alabama on Saturday. Yeah. Because it's been all about the transfer portal, all about the coaching carousel. Yep. Uh, this whole week, I mean, it's just been nonstop news. And really with football, man, it's it feels like it's about to become a year-round thing. It, you're right, and I think that spot on with it moving towards that uh, with the portal and then signing day coming up here in a few weeks. I mean, we're not even – and then you're going to have all the talk on Sunday about the college football playoff, Yeah. Uh, the the bowl game matchups. I mean, we've not even talked about Kentucky's bowl game. We're, we'll find out on Sunday who their opponent is and where they're going. I think we kind of can narrow it down that they'll be in Florida, probably either Citrus or Outback. Uh possibly Iowa, some other opponents. But I think you're right. The The transfer portal has turned it into a 12-month thing and then yeah. signing day right around the corner. But 
what you were talking about with uh, so many guys going in the portal for UK, there's always going to be attrition. Mm-hmm. And that's just that's just what it is now. Uh, there's guys that, you know, like Casey, that you would have loved to seen it work out with, uh, a kid that, that came to Kentucky a few years ago. But, I mean, look, Derek, I mean, they're, the talent that they're bringing in and stuff, there's, there's going to be plenty of guys that come in with high expectations that still leave the program because it didn't work out. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I hate to use this word because it got so popular during the pandemic, but really for, I mean, it's kind of true. Like it's going to be the new normal for a college football that you're going to have just a lot of guys. I mean, every school, someone tweeted at me yesterday. um, I got tagged in something and they were like, make it stop. And it's like, none of these kids that are leaving are guys that, you know, the only time you get worried is whenever you lose guys that are going to be in your plans for next season. And to this point, none of those guys, um, or in, in those plans. And I want to bring this up too, um, because I think it's a good example. And then we can talk some recruiting after this, if you want, but I think it's a good example of what the transfer portal can do for you. And I've probably mentioned on this show before, but go, go look at that 2019 recruiting class that UK had. I, when I, when I go up and down this list, and this is not to, I mean, it's just, it, it was a bad class. Let's just call it what it was. It didn't really work out. I see, so this will be the, these kids this next fall to be their fourth year in college. I see six guys on this list. J.J. Weaver, Katie McDaniel, Taj Dodson, um, Jalen Geiger, Demarcus Harris, and Eli Cox. I see six guys out of, let's see, they signed 22. That will probably even be in the two deep next year. Well, so where I bring that up is through the transfer portal and they've had a few decent classes since then, but through the transfer portal, you can kind of make up for some of your mistakes in recruiting and add guys to where that this does not devastate you because you're, you're talking about a class that could be your true seniors. And there's basically no one left who is Weaver has been a very good player. That class did have Brandon Eccles, who was a draft pick, um, but he was a Juco guy. But besides that, I mean, you're talking about Weaver and, and Geiger finally earned a starting spot. Katie McDaniel started playing more once some guys got injured. Um, and then, of course, Eli Cox, I mean, he he was the lowest-rated guy in that class outside of Jake Pope, and he was a mid-season All-American, earned a starting job. He looks like a pretty good player. And then Demarcus Harris did some good things too. But in general, you would have liked to have seen a lot more from this group. And again, though, you got to remember, this class was signed at a time where I felt like the program under Stoops had probably – I don't want to say had lost all momentum, but it had lost – a lot of these guys were committed before that 10-win season, that summer. So you're talking about a program that was five years in under Stoops that had gone 
the back-to-back bowl games that they were seven and six, people kind of felt like they let some games get away in 2017. Uh, it was pre-John Summerall on the staff. You know, it was not a great recruiting staff outside of Miro. They obviously still took a lot of kids that Grand was recruiting. And uh, then you had Wandell decommit from that class two, which which really put yeah. a damper on it. But through the portal, you know, you're able to make up for some of the some of the misses that you might have, and it doesn't devastate you in a way that maybe it would have years ago um, if you were still having to just solely rely on your recruiting. But I thought that was something to bring up. And again, maybe maybe some more of those kids will come back and and will contribute. But I think they're all facing an uphill battle, though, outside of those kids that I mentioned. Now, are are we close to a point to where they'll start to factor in the portal into classes? Twenty four seven's moving that way, but I don't know. I don't know how well it'll be incorporated this year, um, but I do think that's. I think every website's going to have to. There's just it's, it's going to be it's so cool. prominent you have to. I mean, well, I mean that's the thing, right? Like even you could have the you could have like a top fifteen class, but when you factor in the portal, like what really would that class be ranked? Yeah, you know when you add in like I mean it's just it's so easier to evaluate to talent that you've already seen in college <laughs> football, yeah. uh, but but no like this is a program that's benefiting from the transfer portal. They're they're going to lose guys to the portal, but I think that what they lose, I mean, I think they're already, and that's, that's the other side of this. They, you can't officially reach out until people are in the portal, but look, Derek, there's enough people that talk. There's enough fillers out there around college football that when guys go into the portal, these college football programs already know like, Hey, that's a guy that's interested in us probably, or that's a guy that we're interested in. They, they can evaluate these things. I, I think that when they lose people, a lot of it is because they already won. You know, they probably said, hey, like in these conversations, look, uh, and that's the thing. Stoops is encouraging these guys if they to go play somewhere else, if they want that role. Like if it's not at Kentucky, go get it somewhere else. And that's it's not a bad thing. That's just the way this business works. Yeah, I definitely think um, I'm not saying every single kid because I mean, shoot, dude, there's like thousands that are in the kind of end up in the portal. But I don't think every single kid has a destination matter of fact i would say some of these kids that have left uk will probably want to go through a little recruiting process but you can kind of you can kind of figure out before guys go on the portal though like i would guess jared casey will probably end up at like louisville or purdue schools that recruited him in high school schools that still aren't that great and probably aren't in a spot to turn down a potential you know player like him and you know for uk i don't i don't think tosh harris is one of those guys that when he went in the portal that you just it was a lock that he was going to come to Kentucky. As a matter of fact, I can remember a time in that recruitment where it seemed like he was going to go elsewhere. And then UK did a pretty good job recruiting him. But in the past, I mean, I think it was pretty much assumed last year when Wondell Robinson went in the portal, he was coming to Kentucky. I think to an extent, Will Levis was the same way. Um, and, you know, there are some kids that are just going into the portal now that I think Kentucky is going to be interested in, try to have a chance to get um guys like chris bogle who went in from florida but that that kid's gonna have offers from i mean he'll be one of the most coveted guys in the portal to this point um there's a virginia tech wide receiver who went in the portal uh, today tavion robinson a guy that i think uk is going to be interested in so because you know they need to keep adding receivers and it was a whole big thing we haven't even talked about jordan Watkins, the kind of back and forth that's <laughs> been reported on him uh of course a former uk commitment who they just saw on saturday uh, in the louisville game you know, he's, he's another guy, but what's hard, I think for these coaches, and it's a, it's a good talking point. Like, yeah, you're familiar with Watkins. Yeah. He's probably, let's just call it what it is. He'd probably be what UK's third best receiver 
maybe second. Like he's he's like a Josh Ali type. Like he's not better than Wandell, but for for this Kentucky football team, yeah, I think he would have been a contributor. But do you move on a kid like that in December before you see who, who else could potentially come into the portal? I think that's gonna be the really hard thing for coaches to to balance. Like you might have some guys you could take now, but when you're trying to get the team as good as possible, maybe you hold out and, and hope that you can you can get someone better. And if not, maybe you can fall back on a kid like Watkins, but that's, that's a hard ask. You know, if you're someone yeah. like Jordan Watkins, you probably want to be somewhere, you know, by next semester. And with the timing of this, you've got probably about what a month, five, six weeks, maybe before a new semester starts at the other school. So that part's going to be tricky. And since we're so early into this thing, it's kind of hard to know how it's going to play out. But I, I think the transfer portal and immediate eligibility, I know some people probably hate it. I think it's one of the most fascinating things to happen because I think for a school like UK, it's a way to close the gap. I mean, I think you can – you might not have as many, you know, years that might seem like down years. If you get two or three right. kids from the portal, that can kind of change your whole season. How many How many wins did Kentucky add in the portal from last year? When you talk Levis, you talk Wandell, you talk Wes Jones, all these pieces, how many wins do you think Kentucky added after the season ended last year? I mean, three. What, three? That's what I was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. At least three. I think that this was a six and six team without Levis and, and Wandell. Maybe seven, I don't know, but six. I think they added three wins. And and that's what you hope for, right? Is you add value to your team. You add wins to your team in the portal. What can Kentucky do this offseason? Uh, we know that defensive back, wide receiver, that's going to be a, a key area uh, to pay attention to over the next few weeks. So let's talk a little recruiting, Sean. We'll wrap this up afterwards. Um, we are now less than two weeks. Matter of fact, we're um, 13 days. The early signing period begins December 15th. We get a lot of recruiting questions for our mailbags. Um, so we'll have a mailbag later this week, but maybe we'll answer some of your questions now. So coaches are out on the road right now. Um for the first time, I mean, they didn't get to do this last year with the pandemic. It was still a dead period. So Stoops on, we mentioned him going up to New Jersey. Um, he was in Pittsburgh, but he's also going to be in Nashville today. He's been in, I uh, saw so he was with Carlos Nicholson, UK's top cornerback commit down in Mississippi. I think he's in Mississippi. Yeah. Um, Andre Stewart. So they're out making their rounds. But in terms of the guys, you know, I don't, I don't have anyone on flip watch right now that I know of. It seems like everyone's pretty solid. Um, I guess you still got to watch Ricky Ante Goodwin, although Miro and Eric Wolford with him yesterday, along with Elijah Reed. He is still, I believe he's visiting um, Michigan State December 10th. So it'll be a second visit back up there. But again, I, to me, I would have been more worried if he was making that return visit to Alabama. That's, that's where it would have been concerning. Um, I still think he's end up with the UK, but in terms of the targets, there are a couple names I think from the high school ranks to watch for. We mentioned uh, I really wish I now say this kid's name, Benison maybe Davison. He's a four star corner, really good player. He actually just got a huge bump in our rankings at twenty four seven. He's like a top one fifteen player now. Cornerback or safety, probably UK wants him at corner, but he can do either long rangey kind of the kid that you would you would love to have but it sounds like Ole Miss might be the team to beat but he's going to visit UK this weekend officially and this is kind of their chance you just got him on a in an home on uh, Monday or Tuesday earlier this week you, you convinced him to come down this weekend and visit maybe maybe you can persuade him I mean this is their chance to make a big impression 
There's another kid that I've recently really come to like who I think would be a, a great addition down the road. Uh, and his name is R. Mason Thomas. He's committed to Iowa State, but he's he told a reporter last week he wants to visit Kentucky. I watched his film last night, and, you know, he's a player, Sean. He, he's the kind of guy. He's a little bit of a tweener. I think he only weighs like 215 pounds right now. But he's the kind of kid you hope two years down the road, um, you know, maybe weighs 235, 240, and, and can run. Like, he, he's, he's the kind of edge guy you would hope to see him add. And really, it's an impressive get for Iowa State if they're able to hold on to him because I'm surprised he doesn't have more attention. Um, he's from, uh, I think, Cardinal Gibbons, which is where Nick Scalzo, and former UK tight end Nick Agninovich. Um, those, those guys yeah. are both from down there. Those are two guys um, kind of watching. Deion Walker, of course, is another big defensive tackle. And then someone who came on the board was another defensive tackle, Quintel Jones, down in Georgia, another nose prospect. I asked the source over at UK um, if they're trying to add both Deion Walker and Quintel Jones, and they weren't really sure at this point. So I think you just hope you can get one because they're both nose guards most likely. And uh, if if Marquand McCall leaves, I think you're going to see if one of the if they're able to get Walker or Jones, I think you'll see those kids potentially play next year. Just because behind Rodgers and Hayes, you know, you might need another another big boy down there. But that's kind of the rundown um, in recruiting at this point. I mean, you got to think they've got uh, 18 commitments at this point. You know, they've got a lot of their top targets already. So you're just talking about holding on to them for 13 more days. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll definitely have some big time signing day coverage coming up, Derek. I know we'll do a a full episode dedicated to that. Anything that happens in the transfer portal, anything that happens with the uh, the team, we'll obviously have something to talk about the bowl game matchup and everything when that gets announced. I mean, it, we'll know here in just a few days who Kentucky's going to be playing. Another chance to win ten games, and uh, we know this non win season it's going to be big in recruiting, but we also know how well the staff does when they have some off-season momentum. And we know that they're going to do everything they can to win that bowl game to get that push again into the winter and the spring. For sure. Yeah, this is an exciting time. Signing day is one of my favorite days of the year. And, you know, with the portal, I mean, I don't know. Last year, what, they had – did they announce guys? I think the signing is different for transfers. Because if I remember right, Luke Fulton and – didn't Levis and Fulton sign? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how it works, honestly. I don't know if there's a time where those guys have to sign or or how that works. But, you know, the high schoolers, of course, for all the kids who want to sign early, and then, of course, you got February as well. You still have that signing period, but you know, most kids sign early now. So looking forward to that. We'll, we'll, we'll reach out to some people. With this class, man, It's they got so many big names. We might be able to get a national rider to come on and, and yeah. national recruiting analyst kind of talk about some of these kids and then of course we'll have uh josh edwards my co-worker he came on last year we'll probably do the same this season but you got anything else i think that's it i think you've got it covered you mentioned the mailbag uh hopefully we can get one of those out pretty soon uh, we also need to do one for basketball i uh, had plans to do all that this week and then my head feels like it weighs a thousand pounds <laughs> So I'm just hanging in there hoping I could continue talking, but a lot of, a lot of good stuff happening. A lot of busy time. Uh, basketball doesn't play again until next Tuesday. So got some, some time off from there and then it'll be Saturday and Saturday and then the Louisville game. So uh slow period here for basketball, but there'll be a lot of recruiting talk with football. 
and then uh, we'll have everything covered for the bowl game. But Eric, I think that is that it. We're wrapping up here, right? Yep. Yep. That's it. Awesome. As always, the show is powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, Palmville, Williamsburg, and London. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. He's Derek Terry. I'm Sean Smith. We'll catch you next time on Kentucky Daily.